morning. Happy Friday to everybody. Today is Friday. It is a new day. We're still in the book of James. My name is Latasha Martin. If this is the first time you've ever seen me on live stream, I'd say thank you for joining this morning. We have a motivational moment that's based on biblical truth and my own personal experiences to hopefully encourage you to get closer to God. Um, if you are watching on YouTube, on Facebook, anywhere that you are, I would ask this morning that good morning, Idolin, that you share and tag and invite a friend if you feel like you are a person that's driven by goals. Um, I think that this is something that's really important. Um, it's a lesson that I am always learning and I need to be aware of, and I hope that it blesses you. Dear God, we thank you so much for bringing us together, Lord. We thank you, God, because you are awesome and worthy to be praised. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for um, reminding me of the importance of pleasing you first over any other person, over any other scenario, over any other situation, God. I pray that I will always remind myself to put you first, God, and that the mission and the purposes that you've called me to, to make sure that I'm receptive and I'm aligned and I'm locked in step with you. And so, dear God, today, as we talk about goals and we talk about the importance of our goals being motivated by you and your purpose and knowing that you had a plan for us before we were even formed in our mother's womb, that we will be encouraged by that today. No matter what the journey may emotionally feel like, I pray that we are receptive to your assignment and our yes and amen is on the table. We thank you for all these things in Jesus name we pray. Amen, amen, amen. So this morning's message is called God and Goals. And I want to, and we'll be again in the book of James, but something that's really important that I realized about myself is that um, it has been always very difficult as far back as I can remember for me personally to set long-term goals. Um, I think that the reason why it's been difficult for me is because mortality is a sobering medicine. And so for those who know my personal story, my dad died when I was nine years old. Um, he died of lung cancer and he he didn't smoke. He didn't drink any of those things, but he died of lung cancer. He did serve in the military, but we don't know if there was a correlation there. And so because of that experience as a young person, I remember how my family had some great experiences and we did a lot in those nine years with my mom and my dad and my brother. But then as my father's health declined, I recognized that that was even at such a young age, it's kind of strange to me that I recognized that even though my dad was deteriorating in his physical body, I knew that he was going to a better place. And so for a long time, I didn't really correlate and understand God's love and God's grace in the midst of that. But what I did discover as I got older was the sacrificial love that my mom had for my brother and I, and all the things that she delayed for herself so that we could have a life and not be so focused on what we didn't have, but the goodness of God and what we did have as a family. And so there weren't many vacations and things like that that we missed out on, but there were times as I continue to get older that I recognized my mom's pain and her sacrificial love that she delayed even like getting married again or um, doing a lot of things for herself because she loved us so much. We were her number one priority until we became adults. And so even with that, I just, as I got even more older and watched my mom, what I realized is that delayed in that sacrificial love, there were some things that came along with that. And for me, when I saw those experiences, my reaction to that was one of, I will just say, 
Um, I was like, well, if there is something that I want to do, I'm going to do it today because tomorrow is not promised. It was almost like my mantra. And with that, there's some good things behind that. But what I also know that with things that are strengths for you, they can also be um, a weakness or a hazard if you're not doing things in moderation. And so when I was studying this morning, there were three buckets or three areas of my life that when I looked at goals and I looked at God, I was like, okay, these are some areas that I really didn't necessarily connect God goals or understanding his purpose for my life in connection with what God wanted to do with me and through me for his purpose for my life. And so I did some, let's just say, reckless things. And so, for example, with my finances, my mom is a very good steward over her finances. We live by a budget, but as children, we never felt that. So because I didn't feel that, and I don't know that we were necessarily taught like the importance of a budget and things of those natures, I did reckless things when I was young. I charged up a lot of student loans that unfortunately I'm still paying back. Um, I looked at, I, would buy, I bought a house, but I bought a car. Um, we went on a lot of vacations. My husband and I, we got married not too long after I graduated from college. So again, when I look at our finances, those that was an area that I was like YOLO all the way. Then there was another thing when it came to relationships. You know, even with relationships as they evolved, I think about how Thank God I have people who love me um, and they were there, but I was really goal driven. And again, when I would say goal driven because I didn't like long term goals, especially as I headed closer to my 40s, I was like, really like, I might not make it much further. And so up until that point in my brain, the timeline of my life whether it was conscious or unconscious, the timeline of my life is I might only have till 40. And it wasn't until I made it to 40 that I started to intentionally do some different things. If you know my story with the book, Get Naked with God, there were some intentional transformational things that happened because my relationships, I want to say, for the most part, many of them were sacrificed because of Latasha's fleshly goals that she desired for her life. And because of that, some things worked out okay. Some things I would say not so much okay when it comes to relationships. And then the third thing, when I think about health, I had this unhealthy relationship with food. It was like this mistress that I talk about. I even talk about that in Get Naked with God. It was a thing that I also did not realize. And then I reflect on growing up. We only ate out once a week. We were not the family always eating out. But for me, I didn't have moderation when it came to my health. So if I wanted it, I got it. If I celebrated, I ate. If I was sad, I ate. I don't know if there's anyone like that with me right now. You could give a heart and love, but eating was something that I didn't pay attention to. I didn't pay attention to the importance of exercise and diet and just Not that you needed to be on these extreme diets, but just having things in moderation. So why am I sharing all of these things with you? Because what I realized is that for me, although I was very goal-driven, they were internal goals, they were selfish goals. And like I mentioned yesterday, your life circumstances, they show up in your decisions and your priorities. And for me, in those three particular areas, they were like terrible, And so as I got naked with God, as I started to evolve in that process, what I realized is, is that for me, I needed to have a different outlook, a God outlook, a God focused way of being driven and not Latasha's goals. And I want to tell you that it was this transformation that happened for me that helped me recognize that there needs to be these priorities in my life. 
that is God. And that God time is me being renewed and being intimate with God. Then it became my husband. Then it was my children. But if I'm not careful, even though I have good intentions of God-centered goals, I can easily get distracted and go back into that hustle mode. So let's go into this text today and talk about the importance of having God as the center and the foundation of everything that you do and that there is this tie-in with your goals. And how do you know that you're on track with that? Or how can you recognize when you're holding so tight to your goals that you're not making margin or you're not making God the center of all that you do. And so the passage that we're coming out of today is James 4, 13 through 16. And this is what it says in the NIV translation. It says, now listen, you who say today or tomorrow, we will go to this or that city, spend a year there, carry on business and make money. Why do you not even know what will happen tomorrow? What is your life? You are a mist that appears for a little while, then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, it is the Lord, if it is the Lord's will, we will live and do this or that. Let me read that one more time. Instead, you ought to say, if it is the Lord's will, we will live or do this or that. One more time. Instead, you ought to say, if it is the Lord's will, we will live and do this or that. And it says, as it is, you boast in your arrogant schemes. All such boasting is evil. And so when I looked at this passage and I was thinking and meditating on it this morning, what God was showing me is, how do you know that you have God-centered goals? The first telltale sign is, when you establish your goals, what happens when your plans don't go as you planned? How do you react and respond when your plans don't go like you planned. That's a sign that you could say, I'm holding on to my to-do list, I'm holding on to my plan, and I'm not letting go and letting God. Because when we make our plans, our plans should line up to not just the, the priorities in our life at that time, but also the season in our life at that time. And what I will share when I'm coaching with people often is you can't just look at your goal because some goals, God might be putting you in preparation for years and years to come and you might be in a learning process. Why? Because if you're a parent, you might have small children. If you just got married, if you just got divorced, if you weren't married and you wound up, you know, um, the, your life circumstances changed. Maybe you're taking care of your parents. Maybe you made some different choices with your finances and your money is funny. Maybe there's relationships that need nurturing. Maybe you need to take care of your temple. And what I realized is that for me, I need to have goals, but I need to have God-focused goals. So there's three ways that God is showing me and helped me with this huge transformation. And it is something that I go back to often. The first thing is, is that when you're making goals, you need to pray and ask the Holy Spirit and say, God, if I had to take a look at this goal and what is the motivation in my heart behind this goal, please help me have a pure heart. Let me not be so focused on this goal that everything else is a hazard. And I'm just like, uh, I'm just going and plunging forward no matter what. 
And for me, that was a teachable moment in transformation because like I told you before, I have this time clock in my brain that's set on it has to happen yesterday. And then what I don't do is I don't take the time to plan. And so one of the safety measures that I've done for bigger goals is I will incorporate other people because when you incorporate other people, it forces you to ask yourself questions that you may not ask yourself in solitude. The second thing is, are your goals flexible? Are they based on your season and priority like I talked about a moment? Again, I'm reminded of that time where I really had to get naked with God and my life was not how I would like it to be in any of those areas as a wife, as a, a, an employee, because I love my work. So I was workaholic and all of these things were misaligned. And as I got naked with God, the first person he told me I needed to deal with is I had to deal with me and I didn't like it. I really didn't like it because my pride got in the way. And I guess when I looked at my timeline and things that I wanted done, I was just, no, like I'm doing the right thing. I was so laser focused, but I wasn't looking at all of the destroyed and hurt relationships or the lack of relationships that I had. And I had to realize people want to love me. Even right now, I was telling someone earlier this week, they just checked in on me. And I said, I'm a hard friend to have because my instant, my instinct, my intuitive way or my instinctive thing is to cr create a barrier between people. And the reason why I do that is because I'm like, if I let somebody in, I like go all in. And if I love that person and they are a part of my inner circle, even when I'm focused on my goals, if I feel like something's off in our relationship, it throws me off for, for a minute. Not with everybody, because like I said, there's only a few people in my inner, inner circles. Good morning. I don't know who the Facebook user is that says good morning. But when I think about my inner, inner circle, if something's off of one of those relationships, it can take me off on a tangent. And I have to remind myself, bring it in, bring it in, bring it in. Because one of the life lessons that God has shown me a lot is, is that I can't fix things when God is dealing with things with other people, whether it's my kids, whether it's my friends, whoever it is, I need to be focused on the things that God is calling me to focus on. And then the other thing that was really important, a life lesson for me that was a hard pill to swallow is, again, that goal aligning with the season of your life. You see, a lot of the things that I do right now when I have children that are pretty much self-sufficient, my youngest is a junior in high school, I could do now because the way that I need to coach them as a parent is different when I had to be there guiding, teaching, instructing, and I had to do a lot more things. It's not that I'm not involved with them, but what I've had to learn is I got to fall back because my role has transitioned. That's a hard thing though, by the way, uh, especially for our moms, because <laughs> we still go into mama bear mode. But we need to fall out because our lives have transitioned. And so I just wanted to encourage you with those three things today is that when you're looking at your goals, are you really taking this time to pray and asking for God to give you wisdom on all the things that you have? Do you have timelines that are re realistic for the season and the priorities in your life? Because if you don't, I want to tell you right now, that is a warning sign. And if you don't, I would encourage you to also just go ahead and get involved with this Get Naked With get naked with God movement. I'm not even going to call it a challenge. I'm calling it a movement because I believe that the more time you spend with God, the more he can speak to your heart. And then the more things he can do through you for his purpose and his plans with your life, because that is the God that we serve. So 
be encouraged today. I hope this word inspires you to go ahead and get naked with God and spend some time with him. And I pray that you share this with anyone that you think could give value for, from it. And I want you to be blessed as you as you're coming and you're going. And again, this constant thing of the battlefield of emotions, I pray that you reel it in and that you focus on the work that God is calling you to do. So dear God, we thank you so much. We thank you so much for being a faithful God. Dear God, we thank you so much for being a gracious and patient God. Dear Lord, I pray that anyone right now that is struggling with their goals and the motivation of their heart when they're being honest with themselves on why they want to accomplish things that are not God-centered, I pray, dear God, that they will be encouraged and moved into action to trust you with all the things that you're doing for them. Dear God, even if the dynamics of emotional things bother them, I pray so much that they can stay lock and step on what you're calling them to do. God, we serve a good God today. And I pray so much that we can stay so lock and step and spend the intimate time with you to be the best version of who you created us to be, God, because we love you and we should love you first. And the results in our life should line up with that. And dear God, if we are on a detour right now, or maybe people just don't know who you are, I pray that they will reach out either to me or to someone who can help them understand that a relationship with you, God, is peace beyond all understanding. Even when it doesn't feel good, you still have that peace to know that you're doing what thus saith the Lord for you to do in your life. So we thank you for these things. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, and have a great day, everybody. God bless. Love you. Bye-bye.